Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fastic Feel Good podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Joe Furman. The explosion of the processed food and fast food movement has destroyed people physically, but also emotionally, intellectually, and, and mentally to a degree too, because it doesn't just damage your body, it affects the brain significantly. Dr. Furman is a board-certified family physician, and he specializes in treating illnesses through nutrition and natural remedies. You may have seen him on Dr. Oz or read his latest bestseller, Eat for Life. Today we'll talk about how nutrition plays a big role in your fasting experience and how you can better your overall health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Furman. Glad to have you here. I hope you're doing good. Thank you. Great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm really looking forward um, to talking to you today because I know that you bring in a lot of experience when it comes to nutrition, and I'm sure that our community will love to dive in a bit deeper and listen to your advice, how they can optimize their eating window for their fasting experience. So yeah, um, great, to, great to have you on board again. Could you expand a bit more on real importance of a proper nutrition and overall health from your point of view? Sure. My point of view is that modern nutritional science has made such tremendous advances in this last decade that we can actually apply the science and enable people to live longer and healthier than ever before in human history. And we can blow the blue zones out of the water. I mean, you might have heard about blue zones where people generally live, you know, seven to ten years longer than the average other parts of the world or where they do in America, like there's areas like Sardinia, Loma Linda, you know, or, um, Okinawa. But we're saying that those people are living longer because they just happen to be growing foods in those parts of the area and culturally they're eating foods that are relatively good for them, better diets. But now we've ascertained the exact factors which foods, the style of eating, how to slow the aging process, how to extend human life, how to prevent cancer, how to prevent heart attacks and strokes. And we have the ability in the modern world to really have a good shot of living to be 100 years old. And, you know, even the blue zones, it's only like, you know, it's still rare. One in, you know, 50 persons, one, you know, lives to be 100. The average age might be, you know, 88, 86 to 85, but we can literally live longer in great health with our full mental faculties if we apply modern nutritional science and eat a diet with a high degree of micronutrient density and micronutrient diversity. We're talking about having a lot of, uh, that means a lot of green vegetables because they're very nutrient dense with lifespan promoting foods. And I have an acronym that I, that called G-BOMBS, G-BOMBS, B-O-M-B-S, which stands for greens, beans, and legumes, you know, beans, legumes, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds, identifying those particular food categories that have the most power to prevent cancer and extend human lifespan and slow the aging wow. process. Wow. So that, that means that if we look at modern society of, let's take, for example, the American way of, um, of eating and diet, um, that's obviously, we're heading in the wrong direction, right, when it comes to this? Of course, yes, absolutely. We, the American diet has been, over the last 20 years, about 60% of calories from processed foods, like pasta, bread, salad oil, mayonnaise, donuts, cookies, crackers, rice cakes, breakfast bars, chips, soft drinks. 60% is junk. 
And then 33% is animal products. And about 10% are produce. And out of that produce, only 2% is, vegetable, is vegetables. And green vegetables and vegetables in general are the most powerful lifespan promoting, um, prolonging foods. So, it, so vegetables are not the centerpiece of the diet in the, you know, in the United States or in Western Europe either. either. Vegetables are not the centerpiece. The centerpiece are carbohydrates like bread and potato and rice and animal products and oils. You know, and oils, when you take the walnut oil out of the walnut, the sesame oil out of the sesame seed, you strip away all the anti-cancer benefits, all the lignans, all the phytonutrients, all the polyphenols, all the sterols and stanols, all those factors that extend human life are stripped off the food when you eat the, the oil instead of the food that the oil came from. So I'm also saying that Seeds are very powerful food to extend human lifespan. Sesame seeds and flax seeds and chia seeds and hemp seeds, sunflower seeds, seeds and nuts are very powerful lifespan ex extending foods. And we want to utilize those whole foods, even though they're high in fat and they're calorically richer, we still want to utilize that as a source of fat instead of using oil on our food or using animal fats like butter and lard and and you know we want to really use nuts and seeds and so we're making salad dressings by blending nuts with tomato sauce and fruit and vinegars and we're, blend, we're making a Thai curry sauce with um, lemongrass and hemp seeds and coconut and and turmeric and you know we're, we're putting the whole nut in we're blending in the blender or the food processor instead of just pouring oil on the food. Wow. That's amazing. And I mean, I've heard, um, I think it was on the, the TED talk you were in, you said um, that, that sentence stuck with me, the whiter the bread, the sooner you're dead. And um, that's, <laughs> right. that's, uh, but I mean, it's, it sounds dramatic, but it actually is, right? It, because like you said, 60%, I think it was, right? Processed food. And um, it's just unbelievable if you walk into the supermarkets and you really take a closer look or actually a more mindful look to it how much food is processed and how much is still in their natural state and it's just really shocking to um i always try and take a glance and what other people buy just to get a feeling of how their diet looks like and um i actually feel really sorry to a certain degree because i think it's not the the people's fault it's just a lack of education from our system as well what's what's not being given and um yeah i think a lot of people are not really aware of what they're actually doing to their body I'm obviously not saying you have to um, be strict on, on certain things, still go out and enjoy yourself. But if you really are aware of what you're eating and how much food is actually not providing the essential vitamins and all these, all these um, wonderful things your body needs to survive and to, to be healthy, it's, it's just so, yeah, it's mind blowing for me that, that we are not, that the education is missing. What do you think is, is the problem there? That's right. Um, is it the industries or is, is it the school system? Well, it's the political and social system that doesn't, make, that doesn't see the importance of this. It should be reading, mm. writing, arithmetic, and nutritional science taught in grade schools. They should be learning, you're right, making a great point. It shouldn't be something that's just doctors learning about nutrition. It should be the whole population throughout the whole school system. It's the most critical factor that controls your health destiny and your economic achievement and your education and your intelligence and your wellness and your happiness in life is all determined by how healthy you are. Um, so it's absolutely essential people study nutritional science. Likewise, the point you were just making, as a person eats more sugar, more honey, more maple syrup, more sweeteners, more sugary products, processed foods, 
it makes for higher levels of insulin secretion. And higher levels of insulin are a risk factor for cancer. And it, it ages the body as well and promotes fat growth on the body. And there's one very important factor here. And that's white flour is the same as sugar. When we said the whiter the bread, the sooner we're de you're dead, I'm making a very important point. That if you're going to eat sugar cubes and candy all day long and marshmallows and just eat sugar out of a, out of a you know, just put sugar cubes in your mouth or eat sugar out of, a, out of the sugar container. Eating white bread and bagels and pizza and burger buns and, and croissants and, are the same thing because white mm. flour turns into sugar in the bloodstream. Mm. And mm. that ages your brain, increases your risk of dementia and, and major depression. And the explosion of the processed food and fast food movement has destroyed people physically but also emotionally, intellectually, and, and mentally to a degree too, because it doesn't just damage your body, it affects the brain significantly. Oh, yeah, that, that's so true. And um, I think they say, don't they say your, your gut is your second brain, right? It, it can really affect your mood as well, just going on or touching on the point on, on the well-being of, of someone, because of course it has an effect not just on your body, but your body's obviously connected to, to your soul, to your brain, like it's, it's all connected, right? So Absolutely. yeah, the gut is, is so important for that, right? Um, Absolutely. When you have toxins in your digestive tract and bad bacteria there and, and toxins being um, thrown to the bloodstream, it's affecting the blood-brain barrier and you, it's, it's to almost the same degree. Inf inflammation in the gut means inflammation in the brain. Chronic inflammation in the brain means you're aging your brain faster. I mean, it still makes sense to better your diet, right? And to, to pay attention to it. And um, that was a question um, we got asked as well quite a lot is like, are diseases reversible, like through the right nutrition? Is, is this possible? That, that's the, my, the whole um, personal satisfaction, the reward I get out of this is being able to treat people with serious illnesses and watch them get well, which is so tremendously rewarding to watch it happen. For example, um, you know, a woman with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis all over her body, so she couldn't even move or hardly get out of bed with itchy scales all over her body and having that clear up and being well for the rest of her life and get off these cancer-causing drugs she was on. Or I had a, a teenager who had advanced lupus that was destroying her kidney, and she had her, her kidney creatinine went to 4.2. She was on the national renal transplant list waiting for a new kidney. That's how sick she was. And she made a complete recovery and her kidney came back to normal again when she changed her diet and did this program. We're talking about people with type 2 diabetes, not controlling their diabetes, but getting rid of diabetes, getting off their blood pressure medications, getting off their diabetic medications, reversing their heart disease, and yes, even serious illnesses, even things like asthma and, 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 and fibromyalgia, things that people can make complete recoveries. I have, and that is something I feel very confident and experienced about is being able to care for people and, and give them the possibility to get well through natural methods. Well, yeah, definitely. I can totally relate to that. I'm guessing I did a bit of research that uh, you're seeing this in the Eat to Live retreat, right? Um, or amongst others. And I can definitely relate to it because I, before starting Fastic, uh, me and my co-founder, we worked in the fasting hotel of my co-founder so his parents has have a fasting hotel where people come for a week or two and they go on long-term fasts so not intermittent fasting like we offer at fastic but a long-term fast where you go with um, water tea and a broth in the evening and it's just uh, phenom phenomenal and mind-blowing to see these i would actually say miracles 
um, what yes. your body is capable of doing in repairing itself without taking the medicine way. Um, I'm not saying that medicine is bad, and I'm sure there are illnesses where medicine is probably very necessary, but for a lot of illnesses, um, I, ca I can totally relate with that because I saw it in the fasting hotel um, with my own eyes, like so many people with skin problems, etc., cetera, came, came on the first day. They left after one or two weeks and their skin looked 100% different. The, the whole um, mindset changed throughout those one or two weeks as well. And I'm sure you can have the same experience with um, the Eat to Live retreat over there. This would definitely be something I would love to go into a bit more as well. The point is, is there has to be that connection when they leave your place too. Keep connecting. I'm sure you're keeping connected with these people, watching them, making sure they're staying on track, eating right, so they can do this long term. Um, because we don't want people to yo-yo their weight up and down. We want them to lose weight and keep losing and get to their ideal weight. Because we're saying here that fat cells spew out inflammatory compounds. Fat cells raise estrogen. Fat cells suck up nutrients that your body, your brain, and your organs need. Fat cells make you insulin resistant. And the minute you start losing weight at two or three pounds a week, those things start improving immediately. But the minute you start gaining weight again, it starts getting worse again. So we got to keep people staying on this program, and we get these people so they really love doing this. They love the way they feel. They love the way they're, that they're getting better, as you're experiencing too. But also they feel that this way of eating is not losing pleasure in life. They actually, their taste buds are stronger. They can enjoy eating this way. They can stick with it, and they know all the reasons why they're feeling good about themselves and their present diet, so they're not going to deviate or go back to their old way of living. Definitely. What is your recommendation for sustainable weight loss? And because we just talked about, hey, it's, it's, it doesn't bring anything to stop something for one or two weeks, but how can you really help someone losing weight sustainably? Right. We, well, we have a certain um, dietary pattern that we feed people and we want them to stay with that same dietary pattern when they go home. So they've learned these delicious recipes. They know, for example, every day for lunch they have a big salad, not a soup bowl size, but a nine inch, you know, a full yeah. large serving sole of salad with a bowl of vegetable bean soup and one piece of fruit. The salad dressing may change, the type of soup may change from the type of beans and mushrooms are a little bit different, broccoli soup or lentil soup or cabbage, you know. But they always have a big salad, a bowl of soup, and a piece of fruit for lunch every day. Nice. For dinner, they start out with raw vegetables with a dip, maybe a hummus dip or an avocado, dip, you know, like a guacamole avocado dip or, a, or, a, or some kind of um, salsa dip with raw vegetables like raw peppers and raw bok choy and raw broccoli stems and carrots. And, and then they have a, a wok or, a, or, a, or some kind of mixed vegetable dish they have. And they get a lot of different recipes and sauces. It may be a Thai curry sauce or it may be a... You know, and maybe a different salad dressing, like an orange, blood orange, cashew, sesame seed dressing, or it may be a, an almond balsamic or a or ginger. They, they, so they, they learn exactly how to make the foods taste good. And they're taught how to chew really well and make sure that, and to think mindfully of the food and how delicious it yeah. is and how the healing nutrients in the food are coming into your body and healing you as you're chewing it better. And their taste buds improve over time, and they start to like these foods. We even make them fancy desserts that they enjoy. You know, what a, a common dessert is just to take cherries out of the freezer and let them defrost into like a little cherry ice cream. But a lot of times we'll mix frozen banana and cherries with a little macadamia nut and vanilla bean powder. Wow. We'll make a little fluffy ice cream out of, out of fruit. Wow. Um, so we make it taste really good. 
They learn, their taste buds adapt to it. We teach them great recipes, and we teach them this dietary skeleton or pattern that they can just plug their own the, the recipes in that they learn from us, the ones they like the best, and they can go home and they can reproduce at home what they did here. You know what I mean? They have a little bit of, like the morning might be a little bit of oats or quinoa with berries and flax seeds and chia seeds and hemp seeds on top. So we mix the seeds in with the, in with the starch with berries and cherries or pomegranates or something like that. You know, so they're... Um, they're learning how to make make this diet super, how to live on this super healthy diet, and they feel the benefit, all the benefits. So we're trying to get them to stay eating that way when they go home. Wow, beautiful, and it sounds delicious. By the way, I would love to uh, love to have have a plate of of that salad and that soup right now. But I think that's the key, right? To to really make this tasty as well, because I think a lot of um, prejudice or like just some thoughts of people is that healthy food doesn't taste, but that's not the case. It's so it's so yummy and even more rewarding after you 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 enjoy the feeling what you have because having let's say a burger and chips and the feeling afterwards is obviously something totally different than having a, a lovely salad and a soup. Um, I'm not saying don't have a don't have a burger now and then and chips. That's all okay. But if you have that every day, you will obviously have a certain type of feeling. And even if you have it now and then, just for our, all our listeners out there, try and be aware. What, what does your body tell you? How do you feel after that? And how do you feel after a good salad? I think it's just it's this body-mind connection. I really have discovered that nutrition and health is very individual as well. Would you, would you agree on that, Dr. Furman? That like, everyone has obviously a different taste, a different type of, of body type and way of living. Or, or do you think there, maybe, maybe, and then please tell me because I would love to know, there is like this one, one size fits all diet or nutrition base? Well, you know, uh, not, not, no, not, no extremes. I mean, there's some slight modifications for some people once they have this, the criteria for what's, you know, for what's best in general, what they've learned. But here's the thing, is that until this person had a chance to really learn about this, to know about its full advantages for their life and their health and their mind, until they've had the chance to really get rid of their addictions and to change their preferences by eating healthy long enough so their taste buds get stronger and learn the recipes so they feel how delicious they take, then their decisions, they don't know enough or haven't experienced enough or got to the place in their life where they can choose to, you know, what they mm. want to do. And we can make adjustments for the individual to make sure that we can do blood tests to ascertain what they need and we can, we can make some adjustments for that individual to change their diet to make it fit them better. But are there people who do better because they, they need to eat white flour and white rice and sugar and honey? And no, no, there's nobody who should be eating that stuff. There's nobody who should be eating fried food and fast food and junk food and candy. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be part of variable variables. We could maybe vary the animal product a little bit in some people, but we're not going to vary junk food and fried food and, and fast food. You know what I mean? I, I definitely know what you mean. And uh, thanks a lot because um, I, love, I love learning. I can learn through every podcast episode. And, and this one so far is uh, bringing me a lot of value. So I, I could actually go on and on asking you thousands more questions, Dr. Furman. But... Um, I will, I will let you go for today. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's, it's really been a pleasure. My pleasure as well. And wishing everybody, of course, a great health and much happiness. Thank you so much. And for all our listeners that have already made fasting part of their lifestyle and can't seem to crack the nutrition aspect, I hope this podcast helps you make 
yeah, some small changes or even big ones in your routine. And if you like more information about Dr. Furman, his latest book and his retreat in San Diego, um, check out the description down below. It's definitely worth it. I will definitely check out um, your retreats someday because I've seen as well in this episode, there's a lot more I want to learn and I have to learn. And yeah, be sure to follow him on social media as well for nutrition tips. And yeah, thanks for tuning in and see you next time on the Fasting Feel Good podcast. Mm -hmm.